If all the price we have striven after our labors are over, rest to the souls will be given on the eternal shore. Oh, 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 Treated as an inferior to men 
and therefore are not engaged in decision-making in their own home. In these cultures, male children do not even respect their mothers as, you know, God have instructed. Women are at a disadvantage and sometimes live in fear in their own homes because of culture and tradition. Fortunately or unfortunately, women who do not have these cultural restrictions and barriers, such as those in the Western world, in many occasions tend to have leadership clashes with their husbands too. So there, there's also a problem. There's also a problem. Because there's no clear cut of who should lead or control the home. Because we all believe in gender equality. So in the home, there's a struggle. The woman is not allowing the man to lead. So is the man is not allowing the woman to guide the children in the home. So there's always a battle going on there. And this has led many homes to break down, leading to increasing divorce and single parenting in the Western world. Even though the wife has equal rights as the husband, the man is obligated to take the leadership role and control in the house. According to God's word, the husband is the head of the wife and the family. If you read Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23, and I want mom to read that, to know the position of the man in the house. So if you can read for us, man, you raise your voice with it. Uh-huh. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and is himself its savior. So what he, uh, she read, she read from Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23. And it says, and I repeat what she says, it says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. His body and his uh, he himself it is savior. So we are interested in where it says for the husband is the head of the wife. Even though we believe in gender equality and that is what God wants us to do, still he appoints the man to take control over the house. So if you are listening to me and you are from the western world this is a clear demarcation made here. God wants the man to take control over the, 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 the house. So also from the beginning, man was made to rule over the woman. If you read Genesis chapter 3 verse 16, after the fall of man, God explained it very well that a man is going to rule over the woman in the rest of her life. Now, does it mean the woman is inferior to man? Not at all. Not at all. Now, it is true that women are good managers in their homes compared to men. You're right. 
Therefore, if their roles are not seen as equal partners, there will be chaos in the home. So you see, in the cultures where uh, the woman is treated as inferior and does not, you know, uh, count as anything, even in decision making, there's a problem there. There's a problem there. Though the man take control over the woman, is the woman that manages the home. If you don't recognize this or her position in the house, there will always be trouble coming. And so recognizing each party's role in the house helps to build an ideal home. So let's get to see the role of the woman in the house. So the home will be a better place to live if there is an ideal wife or ideal mother. What do you mean by ideal wife or ideal mother? The first that God expects from somebody who is a mother and a wife is to show submission in the house. Such are those who submit their husbands as they are doing for the Lord. Now, God-fearing women in their homes respect their husband, they submit their husbands because they know that is what Bible you know, ask them to do. So they are not doing it because of is afraid of the husband or anything like that. But they are doing it because they know they are doing for Christ. And that is what the scripture said they should what? Do. You see, children also submit to their fathers as they learn from their mothers. We are talking of ideal wife and ideal mother in an ideal home. You see, culture and religion play important role in these women's you know, marriage, uh, marriage life. To the Christian women, the scripture says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 18, and I want Ivan to read Colossians chapter 3, verse 18. And after that, Edwin will also read Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. So we combine these two quotations together and then we explain it. So Colossians 3.18, what does the Bible say about the wife or the mother? Wives, submit to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. So here it says, wives, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Okay, Edwin? Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit and everything to their husbands. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Okay, so here, this is uh, 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 the woman's godly responsibility is to submit to the husband. And uh, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 22 and 24 and also 33, when I combine the three uh, uh, verses together, it says, Submit to your husbands as to the Lord, as you are doing for the Lord. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. In everything to their husbands. However, let each of you 
love the wife. That is, he's talking about the men. That we should also love our wives as we love ourselves. And let the wife see that she respects the husband. You understand? So, this is uh, 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 those who are Christians and who take the message of Christ as serious. And these women always submit to their husbands because they know they are doing for the Lord. And not because their husbands uh, uh, bullies them or something like that. No, but because they know they are doing for the Lord. You see, some wives and mothers, by their submission, can change their unbelieving husbands. In case you are... Uh, a believer or you go to church or you are a Christian and because of that you submit as the Bible is you know uh, asking you to do the scripture says if you do that you may do what change your unbelieving husband if your your husband is not a Christian by submitting to your husband you can change your husband so here Peter said this in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, and also verse 5. And I want Sydney to read that uh, quotation for us with regard to women submitting to their husbands who are not even believers or Christians. What does it say? Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won by... They may be won without words by the conduct of their lives when they see your respectful and pure conduct. For this is how holy women who hoped in the Lord, who hoped in God, used to adorn themselves by submitting to their husbands. Very good, son. Thank you. It says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands. So that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without the word by their conduct. Okay? By the conduct of their wives. And when they see they are respectful and their pure conduct. So what it means is, sometimes you don't even need to read the Bible to them. They can read your life. They can read how submissive you are, how respectful you are to them, and that alone can change them. So that is what the scripture is saying. And it is true. If you are a Christian and your partner or your husband is not a Christian, by showing respect to them and by uh, you know obeying them, the scripture says you can win these people to Christ. And then he continued by saying that uh, for this is how some holy women uh, who hope in God use to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands. And it gave, uh, she, uh, the Bible gave uh, Sarah an example. So it's important. Now let me explain this to you. Okay? I know many people who are cultural conscious will say that, okay? And that is why the Bible saying the woman should submit because the woman is inferior to man. That is not correct. That is not true. You see, submitting to your wife doesn't mean the wife is a slave 
or inferior to the husband, as some cultures and religious groups want, us, uh, want to portray. You understand? Let me ask you this question. Christ Jesus submitted to his disciples by washing their feet, right? By washing their feet. If you read John chapter 13, verse 3 to 6, Jesus washed his disciples' feet. So, does this make Jesus inferior to his own disciples? Not at all. You will say no. In the same way, if the, the wives submit to their husband, it doesn't mean that the wives are inferior. That is what your culture or some kind of your religion teaches, but that is not true. That is not true. You understand? Now, point number two. This Godly women or these ideal women and ideal wives, they protect vital and sensitive information from outsiders. You see, an ideal woman shouldn't or she doesn't sell bad news about their family. When I say their family, I mean the children and their husband to outsiders. Remember, bad news sells. Words once said cannot be taken back. So if you are selling uh, the wrong things in your family to outsiders, you have to understand that you are causing the injury to your own family. And as it's saying here, when you say the word, you cannot take them back. Some women with little argument or misunderstanding are not able to control their emotions or to control themselves. Rather, they will go public and wash their own dirty linen outside. They go and, you know, uh, do their hair and then there you see them discussing what is going on in their family, what is going on about their children, their husband, to the outsiders. Now, an ideal wife and a mother will not do that. You have to be mindful of what you say to people about your own family. Because once you damage them, you cannot repair. There's uh, this guy, I don't know, he said it, so it's remained anonymous, but I'm trying to say the name. The name is uh, Suskai. He said, be careful with your words because once they are said, they can only be forgiven, but they cannot be forgotten. So when you say something about your own family to outsiders, this is planted in those people's mind forever. It's like computer memory. You keep it there. Even computer, when computer broke down, things are missing. But this person will keep what you have said if your husband uh, you go and tell your husband uh, outsiders that your husband is not good your husband is not doing that your husband blah 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 about your husband and you paint your husband black you paint your own children black to outsiders remember that you cannot wipe them from their memory the time will come probably you and your husband will reconcile or you reconcile with your children but the damage you have already caused cannot be wiped out and that is why he said 
They can be forgiven, but they cannot be forgotten. So it's better that you don't do that. But an ideal wife and a woman would never sell any bad thing about his, uh, her family to the public or those outside. Now, mom, I want you to read what Jesus said here in Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 to 37 uh, about the words that we say. Okay, read that for me, please. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Very good. So Jesus says that any careless words that you will speak, those words are going to judge you. You'll be justified by these words and the same way you'll be condemned by this. So you have to be very careful. No, uh, 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 say anything that will, you know, destroy your own family. Now, point number three is, she does not incite her children to create disaffection for her husband. There are some women who do that, but an ideal wife and ideal mother would not do that, inciting her children against her own husband, inciting the children against their own father. It is undeniable fact that children are closer to their mothers than to their fathers. An ideal wife always prepares her children's mind to love, respect, and obey their father regardless of his financial you know situations you know some women can incite their children and cause disaffection to the father especially in the homes where husbands are financially handicapped it is very dangerous to do that it is very very dangerous so if you are a woman and you are saying any bad stuff about your own husband to the children trying to get some kind of favor from your children remember you are destroying your husband and once you plan that in the mind of your kids it will never go away so be careful now an ideal wife is not a confrontational or argumentative argument is a weapon that can destroy marriages and families therefore an ideal wife or a mother always try to avoid it. Paul said to Timothy, and I want Ivan to read this instruction that Paul gave to Timothy with regard to these arguments. And an ideal wife always try to avoid argument. Yeah, read for me, son. Stay away from foolish and stupid arguments because you know they grow into quarrels. Okay. Stay away from foolish and stupid arguments because, you know, they grow into quarrels. So, somebody who is an ideal mother, when the tension starts, will always try to avoid it. Right. Stay away from stupid arguments because they lead to quarrels. Wells are like water. Once poured on the ground, cannot be fetched back. Sometimes silence is golden. During confrontations or argumentations, 
An ideal woman will use silence technique to diffuse tension. The scripture says, and I want everyone to read Proverbs chapter 17, verse 28. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Okay, that's what Solomon says. Even if a fool keeps silent, he is considered as a wise person. When he closes his mouth, he is deemed as an intelligent. So, it is important that when tension is escalating, an ideal wife tries to avoid by keeping silence, not to incite flames. So it's very, very important. And the scripture says, if you keep silence, sometimes you save a lot of situations. You save a lot of situations. Now, keeping silent during confrontation does not make one a loser. Not at all. But rather, she is considered a wise person according to the scripture. We read it and you heard it. So it is very difficult, you understand, not to react to such a provocations. But remaining silent, you know, helps or distancing yourself from confrontations sometimes helps. You understand? Keeping silence also speaks volume. Okay? Proverbs chapter 26 verse 4. Ivan read that. Ivan read that. Proverbs chapter 26 verse 4. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest, you, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Okay. Now, if there is, you know, kind of tension between an ideal wife and the husband, or between an ideal mother and the children, what the mother tries to do, the scripture says, answer not a fool according to his folly. Sometimes your husband is, you know, doing something, you have to keep quiet, you don't answer. Because sometimes by answering can, you know, it just put more fire. And because he's angry, you may not also, uh, uh, what I call it, come low. And as a result of that, by answering in situation like that can cause a lot of what? Flames to that. So the scripture says, sometimes you need to keep quiet by not answering somebody's folly. Because if you do that, you'll be like you. And then you continue also by saying that sometimes too you need to answer the fool according to his follies. Lest he will be wise in his own eyes. There's some situations you have to answer them. But you have to know the way you are answering them. Because in that situation, if you don't give them an answer, they will think that probably the wrong thing they are holding on is right. So you have to tell them the truth. But how do you answer such a person? I want Sydney to read Proverbs chapter 15, verse 1 and 2. How do you answer in the time of tension or provocation or anything like that? And I do why. 
Okay. A soft answer turns away wrath. A soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. But a harsh word stirs up anger. Okay? Continue. A time of the wise commands knowledge. But, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. Okay. So, what the scripture is saying that soft answer turns away wrath. So, though you answer, whether it's your husband or your children who is bringing this kind of tension, but the scripture says, when you answer softly, sometimes it dove down the fire. You understand? But if we become harsh, the Bible says it can stay anger. The person is already angered. And then you also will not come down. And you're trying to answer the person harshly. What do you think will come? And I do wife will not do that. I do wife uses soft answer to try to calm situations down. Now, and I do wife is a prudent woman who takes control over her house and does it rightly. So we're going, I'm going to read uh, Proverbs chapter 10 verse, uh, Proverbs chapter 31 verse 10 to 12 and also uh, verse 15, 23, I'll, you know, jump uh, some of the verses just to get you a clear picture of what is saying here. So Proverbs chapter 31 Verse 10 to 12. We will read here and then we come to a close of our lesson this afternoon. And it says, An excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her. And he, that is the husband, will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Verse 15 says, I'm reading Proverbs chapter 31, verse 15 says, She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and the portions of her maidens. And all good mothers, good wives, they always rise up. Leaving the husband still snoring in bed. Early in the morning, they are up preparing for their maidens and for their children. So the Bible continues, Her husband is known in the gate when he sits among the elders of the land. Everybody say good things about the wife. So the husband is having this kind of soul in heaven. Because she has a prudent wife. And this is what we call an ideal wife in the house. She's not argumentative, trying to always control situations. She rises up early in the morning, prepare food for the table for her maidens and for her children. And her husband always trusts her. Verse 26 says, she opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. It's not like some of the women when they open the mouth, if you don't take care, you'll hit your head on the wall. 
And a dear wife and a mother opens her mouth with wisdom, train her maidens, train her children, and teaches them what? You know, kindness from her tongue. 27 says, she looks well to the ways of, the house, uh, of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. It means she is not lazy. She always eats the bread that her hand had prepared. It means he works to provide for the family. And 28 says, her children rise up and call her blessed. Hallelujah. The children of an ideal wife and ideal mother, they rise up and call her blessed. And her husband also, and he praises her. The husband can get up in the morning and say, Thank you, darling. You have helped me and my children. And this is an ideal woman we are talking about. Many women have done excellently, uh, 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 but you surpasses all of them. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So today, we are done with the ideal man, ideal husband, uh, ideal wife, and ideal mother. And you have heard it all. This is the woman that we need in the home to make the home, you know, uh, 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 function very well. But as we said, in those cultures where these women are not, you know, seen as equal partners with men, they have trouble. And also in the cultures where, though they believe in gender quality, equality, but they don't see the woman's role. There's always fight as who is to control the home. There's also a problem there. And I do wife submit to the husband and teaches her children to also submit and respect their father. And this is what we have for you uh, 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 today. God bless you that you always get time to follow us. You can have this, uh, uh, this lesson on YouTube and also Facebook, uh, Spotify, it's audio, and then also Instagram too, you can get this lesson. And if you are not a Christian and you want an ideal home, I'll recommend that you have to start teaching your children with the scriptures. We can help you. Visit the Church of Christ wherever you find yourself, you find the Church of Christ. When you get time, visit them with your children. They have children classes, they have youth classes that they can help to model your children for you. God bless you that you always find time to follow us. Share this lesson to as many as you can and God will continue to bless you. Bye-bye.